Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 87 of the Website Coach Podcast. I want to talk about something different on the podcast this week, something I have not spoken about before. And I guess it's a pretty serious topic, which is contingency plans for your business. This is to deal with the situation where you can't work, or maybe you can do very little work, on your business for a period of time. Now, I'm not talking about a couple of days where you might be ill and stuck in bed, or a few weeks' holiday that is planned, but a few weeks or months or longer which is unexpected. It might be because you're seriously ill or having medical treatment, or it might be because someone close to you is, or worse, you are no longer with us. I know this is a sombre topic, but it is an important one. I know quite a few business owners who have become ill, needed an operation, spent a few months in and out of hospital, or had a family member who needed their support. And as a result, they needed to take a few months out of the business. It's more common than you might expect. I sincerely hope this never happens to you or to me. But what if it does? Would you just abandon your business? That is probably the reaction most of us would have. But what about your clients? Would you abandon them? Of course they would be understanding, I expect. But I couldn't just abandon them. They rely upon me. Now you can just put your head in the sand and hope this never happens. Or you can give some thought to it and have a plan that you or somebody else can implement. Or at least guide somebody to implement. I had a conversation with my husband a few weeks ago. If I got run over by a bus, which to be honest is pretty unlikely, as Seven Oaks seems to have one bus service a day. <laughs> bus service here isn't great, but you know what I mean. But he would have no clue what to do about my business. I realised it would add further stress to what would already be a difficult time. And that's not fair on my family or my clients. So I have written a contingency plan and I thought it might be helpful to talk about what's in it in the hope that it might encourage you to do the same or at the very least to think about some of the issues. Now I wrote this on the basis that somebody, for example my husband, would have to pick this up with no notice. But it's also useful for me if I ever had a little bit of notice that something might be happening, even if that was just a day. And if you employ others, I would say it's even more important that you have a plan in place in case you're out of action for a prolonged period of time. Because it's not just your family and or friends and clients you need to consider, but employees too. Their welfare depends upon your business. So this is what I've included. First of all, what I do. Now, that might seem a bit odd, but I realise that my husband or any other family member or friend has no idea what I do. And I've written this document so that my husband could give it to a friend. You know, when everything's happening and friends or family members say, please let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Well, this means he can respond with, could you take care of Marie's business for me? And hand them this document. And it would be one less thing for him to worry about. 
So I've got an introduction where I say what I actually do. And in this, I also separate my business into the different components and let them know what needs to be done with each and what can be ignored. And I'm sorry, but this podcast is on the ignore list. <laughs> so is continuing to market my business on any social media, because this is about being a caretaker for my business, not trying to grow it. And then I, secondly, I've thought about the key information and websites that somebody else would need access to. What logins, passwords, email addresses, phone numbers, etc. would they need? And where should they look to find that information? So this includes bank accounts and other financial accounts like PayPal and Stripe. Being able to see which clients are paid and being able to make payments is critical to keep my business going. It also includes my email and email marketing systems. It includes my social media accounts, not so they can necessarily post, but they can at least access any messages. I haven't included things like Canva, as I don't think that's necessary. It's important to make it as easy and simple for somebody taking over my business, not a fully comprehensive list to run my business like I do. I don't know, maybe I should have an appendix with everything else. And it includes things related to what I do. So I pay for a service that gives me a dashboard of all the client websites I maintain. I run backups and website updates from there. It's pretty critical to looking after clients. And it also includes my website hosting platform, SiteGround, which is where I host all my client websites. Again, that's a critical part of running my business for my clients. Then there's a list of my clients. I have these on a Google Doc, which I keep up to date, rather than having them listed within my contingency plan. Now, I have this Google Doc for my own purposes so that I remember who I'm looking after. Um, and the client lists are separated into different sheets. So I've got one for, which, one for which client websites I have built and now maintain, and a separate one for the client websites I'm currently building. So I put the link to the Google Doc in my contingency plan. I also have a list of useful people and their contact details. This is people like my accountant that they might need to call on for help. And people who could do bits of my business or potentially all of it. And I'm going to explain a bit more about that later in this episode. And then the third part is what to do about clients. And there are a couple of different approaches you can take with clients. One is that no client work will be done if you can't do it. Which means anyone taking over your business will need to reschedule work or issue refunds, depending upon how long you're going to be out for. Another approach is to find somebody else to take over the client work whilst you're absent. And the third approach is to leave instructions so whoever picks up your business can get on with it. You might leave instructions for all three and leave it to whoever is taking on your business to decide. Or you might do a combination because there are some things which only you can do, others which might be simple so somebody can do it with some basic instructions and others which somebody qualified might take over. So if you're, say, a personal trainer, you could either reschedule or refund client sessions, or you could get someone else to do those for you. I doubt you'd be leaving instructions and having somebody unqualified to run the session. At least I hope not. But you might include a list of other personal trainers that could be contacted to take over your clients, either on a temporary or permanent basis. 
you might want to ask them beforehand, and in fact, you might have a reciprocal arrangement, or you may just want to leave a list. Please do bear in mind, though, that somebody running their own business might not have the capacity to take on all of your clients, so they might need to be split amongst a bigger list of qualified people or handed to a team. And there are people who offer services where they temporarily take over businesses, either whilst the owner goes on holiday or if they're incapacitated. Certainly, this is the case in the world of websites, although I didn't realise it until fairly recently. It might be in your industry too. Certainly worth a look. Other services might be more reliant upon you personally, especially if you're midway through something and they've really grown to trust you and nobody else can replace you. I mean, we are all dispensable at the end of the day, but maybe they, the client feels that nobody else can replace you. In that case, you'd be putting them on hold. And some clients might just want you in any event, and they're prepared to wait until you come back. And I've certainly seen this firsthand recently. So in my contingency plan, I set out all three options for the client websites that I'm building suggesting that each client is contacted individually and given the choice of a refund of their deposit, waiting for me to return, or have somebody else take it over. I then have a list of people that can be contacted to take over a website that is partway through the design and build. Unfortunately, I've gotten to know some good people that I would trust to do this. Obviously not as good as me, though. (laughs) There are some parts of your business that might be relatively automated and somebody inexperienced could take over with a little instruction. So if you sell physical products made by somebody else, for example, then it wouldn't be difficult for someone else to come in, fulfil the orders and reorder stock as needed if they had full instructions how to do this, for example, where they needed to reorder the stock from. Whilst it isn't a physical product, I know this applies to part of my website hosting and maintenance business, The hosting part is automated, so provided the direct debit payments are made, my client websites will continue to be hosted. And my host, which is SiteGround as I mentioned, has a very good help desk. So if there were any problems, somebody could just contact the help desk, provided they had my logins and knew how. The routine maintenance is also relatively automated or easy. It just needs to be done daily. But any client amendments that might be required, they're harder. Now, client amendments vary from the very easy, which wouldn't be difficult to show somebody how to do, to the pretty tricky. Whilst this part of the business would be the easiest for someone inexperienced to deal with, in practice, I would feel happier if there was someone experienced running it. Fortunately, I know several people who I expect would take it on temporarily if they were paid to do so. And as I mentioned earlier, there are businesses who do that for a fee. And the reality is, I want to make it as easy as possible for anybody coming into my business. So think about what makes sense for your business. Fourth thing to put in your plan is about the financial impact. Being out of your business for a prolonged period of time will, of course, have a financial impact. If you're refunding clients for work not done, not taking on new clients and or paying someone else to do some or all of the work for you, then the amount of money the business generates is going to be hit. The more you plan for this possibility, the smaller the financial impact is likely to be. 
because you're able to give thought as to what might happen and what the costs might be and what is the least costly option. And if you have regular income or passive products, then you might still be able to make some money. You can take out something called key man insurance, which will pay out if any named key person is, out of, is taken out of the business. And if your family depends upon your income to pay the bills, that is something that is definitely worth considering. The fifth part of the plan is setting up your business to mitigate the risk. Now, none of us expect to take a prolonged period of time out of our business. But sometimes we do have some warning signs we might need to. So, especially if, for example, parents that you're carers for are getting older and starting to have health issues, or if you've got a child that you know is going to need much more support from you. And if that happens, you can obviously update your contingency plan and start to put things into action. Things like contacting people and arranging for them to step in if needed. The other thing you can do is automate your business, or at least parts of it, so it's easier for others to step in. So, for example, even little things like making sure payments are set up on direct debit so people don't have to make individual payments. You can also add products or services which don't need as much human input, or at least skilled human input. For example, you could add an online course that's pre-recorded. Make sure any payments needed to keep this alive, like your website and, plat and the platform your host course is hosted on, are automatically paid, for example, by direct debit. Direct debits are a great way of automating your business. That would then run without anyone having to do anything. And you could just restart promoting it when you're back in action. As I talked about before, selling physical products made by others is also easier for someone else to run in your absence, while still generating an income for you and your family. So, whilst I hope none of us have to take a sudden prolonged absence from our business, it does make sense to think about what might happen if you do. And at the very least, I suggest that you scribble down the key logins and passwords that somebody might need and keep them in a secure place in case they're needed. But you can go further to help both your clients and friends or family who might step in to help. Giving them a plan, they just need to action. Because whilst you may, may or may not be worried about the state of your business when you come back to it, you don't want to leave your clients completely in the lurch, and you don't want your family or friends to be dealing with more than they need to. So that's it for this week's episode. I promise it'll be cheerier next week. <laughs> I've got another great episode next week, to be fair. I, I have another guest interview for you. So yeah, definitely cheerier than this one. But it's a really important topic, and I hope that you found that helpful, and I hope you found it thought-provoking. And please do let me know if you are putting in place a contingency plan please do drop me a line at sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or message me on Instagram at beyondthekt. That's it for this week. See you all next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me. Whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it, 
and see you next week.